You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 155. We just did a Snapchat and uh, I'm still crying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is about like... Filter, face filters. Face filters or when we did that Google thing where it put like a captain's... (laughs) That was the best situation ever. Oh, I just laughed so hard. We should link that Google hangout again. That That was was really fun. That was a great moment in our our (laughs) friendship. It really was. This episode is brought to you by 4Athletics, 4Athletics.com. You love them. You guys have been great supporters of this sponsor. And And now they have crops. are super pumped to introduce the crops. I had the shorts on the other day. Yeah, I like their shorts a lot. Yeah. I like, they're kind of like schmooze, schmooze, schmemen. Schmooze, schmooze, The speed shorts, except mm-hmm. that the back is like a little bit longer. Yep. So when you bend over, you don't show your booty. Mm-hmm. They're very comfortable, very soft. I'm going to keep saying that because they're- They are so soft. So soft. And they're, I really, yeah, their crops are really cute. They have white crops, which are adorbs. And just as a reminder, we we get some questions about us every week about like the- um, the way that you buy it on their website. So it's all explained under the FAQ, but long story short, think of it as a pre-order. It says crowdfunding, but it's it tends to make a little more sense if you think of it as a pre-order. Um, and if you have questions about that, check out their website, forathletics.com, and then click on the FAQ tab, and it explains everything. If you enter code GGW, you will get 10% off your order. Again, that's forathletics, F-O-U-R, athletics.com. Support the podcast by supporting our amazing sponsors. This episode is also brought to you by Kalo, the makers of the silicone wedding rings, Q-A-L-O.com, Q-A-L-O.com, G-G-W is the discount code for that as well. And we thank you guys so much. Thank you listeners for supporting this podcast by supporting our sponsors and keeping this podcast going. We love bringing you content every week. We've never, we missed one episode when Claire got married, but every single week, even was Claire, when Claire had a baby, it's we, true. we brought you content. So we brought you Sam Dancer. So we brought you Sam. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. We just cannot thank our listeners and our community enough. In the spirit of that, it's finally time it's to finally time. catch up. It's, it's been months. It's so weird to just be sitting here and not have a guest and not have it's great, though. something going on. It is. It, I love having guests, but there is yeah. a little bit, there's an element of pressure that you kind of have to be like, yeah. keep the conversation going and, and ask it, good questions. You And you, I feel like you have to be on your best behavior a little you bit. You really do. You can't just <laughs> let things fly and like talk about denim jumpsuits all the time. I mean, with some of like the best guests, you can. Yes. But also at the same time, I'm like, like Shane that... Farmer, we can go there with him. I mean, obviously. Yeah, anyway. And I feel like once we have someone on more than once, but I feel like that first episode with anybody, I like even if I feel comfortable with them, I still I want to focus on them. Right. And I don't want to make it be all about like our craziness. Totally. And it's be like, like, who are these girls? Your first day of grad school is like everyone's yeah. presenting, probably dressed very well. And then after a while, they're like, yeah, oh, like screw F it. this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we want to just check in about that and then we'll do some housekeeping as well because yes, a couple, we a few little announcements. A few little announcements. And uh, like before we know it, the games is going to be here, which I know it's going to be the best. Oh, We're so going pumped. to CrossFit Disneyland. It's going to be awesome. I remember last year when we were just like walking around with eyes, our eyes were like as big as saucers. Just remember how my uh, stomach was as big I as I remember window. you. So hot. I'll never Ugh. forget you standing in front of the big ass fan with your shirt up and you're just like, oh, this, this feels so best. good. That was the best. So we'll bring you guys all sorts of good content coming up. Um, I like that word a lot the, today. Content. content. And content. we have a lot of really good episodes coming up before the games too. So we can't wait for you guys to hear that. So we just wanted to check in. This is a classic Joy and Claire episode. We're going to be answering all of your questions. You guys submitted the best questions, so by the way. great questions. We asked, we asked and you guys delivered yes. with a vengeance. Yes. So thank you for that. <laughs> do you want to check in about the book club now or Yeah, later? let's just do that now. Yeah, let's get that out so, of the way. So uh, let's clear the air about the book club. Let's clear it. Let's clear it up. <laughs> um, we did not record a book club episode for... Um, life in motion for a couple of reasons schedules have been crazy um our release our podcast schedule got a little crazy with releasing episodes and it was the narrator was terrible i just didn't like the book you guys i'm sorry no I here's could, the thing i actually uh, ended up really liking the book really like, i i, I okay. pushed through I the awful narrator through. the story is really interesting her okay. life was very very interesting she overcame a lot yeah there are a lot of really interesting little like stories in there about okay, her good role to know. models and all that yeah. stuff but the narrator was awful. Horrible narration. And you guys know I'm not I'm not gonna read the book with my eyes. I'm gonna listen to it with my ears. So the narrator <laughs> 
The narrator was just she, was, she sounded like she was 80 bless her She sounded her heart. like she was reading a children's book yes. like the way that she would right. and she like mm-hmm. it was awful. Yeah, so, so I, we apologize I had a, for that. We apologize. But hey, every book Use is your not well-earned gonna, audible credits on right. that guy. Every every well the good thing about audibles if you sign up you get free returns. It's great. Really? Yes. Every, all the time. Anytime you can you return you listen the whole thing and you're like F yes. face noise. Yep. <gasps> you can wow. return it and they'll just oh credit. Oh my gosh, I, that's why I'm I love that Audible. Right and you guys, so the other thing is if you still want to join in on the book club, we're still going to do it and you can use the Audible Trial it's free book. sometimes this is going to happen. Yeah. It's audibletrial.com forward slash girls gone wad podcast. That's another way to support the podcast. But yeah, we, we still want to do this. It's just, again, we're, we're trying to figure out the logistics and making everything work and schedules. And Claire just started a new job. So please hang in there with us, especially if you want to do the book club. We're still going to be reading books, but we're just not going to be, well, we'll figure it out. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. We're going to yeah. leave it there. Hang in there with us. We will get there. Yes. Yeah. And for this month, we are reading Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris, which is one of the best, most hilarious books ever. So if you're looking just it's for like so a hilarious read next to the pool or, yep. you know, whatever. And it's so – and I would really recommend downloading the audiobook because he reads it. Yes. And his voice is just – He's he, the best. Just, he's the best. I actually saw him – at the Denver Performing Arts Center. Yeah, I was supposed year. to go see him like mm-hmm. a month ago and yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. And Jess texted that. me and was like, hey, I just sent you the tickets. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's coming up. She was like, it's tonight. It's tonight. I was like, yeah, oh, I'm not going to be able to go to that. Crap. Um, and then for next month, we are going to read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. So if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. If which you, I've heard a lot of good things. Oh, I can't wait to read that one. And if you want, speaking of Elizabeth Gilbert, if you want a phenomenal mind-blowing intro to big magic well of course she's written tons of other books but she did if you want to just get really jazzed about elizabeth gilbert she did the most amazing interview with lewis howes uh how to me i think his yeah his podcast is how to be amazing and he just did uh oh i'm sorry sorry that's not it that's with another guy don't i'm confusing it with another dude but it's lewis howes is the school of greatness podcast lewis howes school of greatness podcast and he just did an interview with elizabeth gilbert and and I, it was one of those interviews where I was just like, like punched in the gut type of aha moments. It was there great. There was a lot of Snapchat going down about that interview. Oh, it was really good. It was really good. So, and speaking of super impactful interviews, we mm-hmm. really want to thank you guys for your support with Chris Moore's interview last week. Um, you know, that has still been something that everybody is still working through and going through. And so you can still support his uh, GoFundMe at GoFundMe.com forward slash more Ironheart. And that's more M-O-O-R-E, like Chris's last name. And um, so thanks for supporting us with that and for supporting his family and his community. And we just really hope that we um, can continue to take some lessons from that podcast and use them to make ourselves better and make our podcast better and continue to bring that legacy to you guys. I heard someone say uh, or make a comment. I can't remember if it was Instagram or Facebook that they were going to that was an episode that they could listen to over and over again and get something new out of it. And I felt that way, too. Just totally everything he said. I think I listened to that episode like four or five times in two days just because which we never do guys we don't we really never do that but it was just it was more like yeah for 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 obvious reasons i listened to it a lot um but just the the support from our community and even the barbell shrugged community and the barbell buddha community and um just the crossfit community was very very uh, important for us to bring that in a way that felt really supportive and to um, spread his message far and wide so i if you guys could please continue to share that episode, especially just to um, pass along the GoFundMe account and just pass along his message. And that's really what the family wanted was for his message to be spread far and wide. So um, we would love for you to share with a friend. All right. So moving on, we have questions. So many questions. We have so many good questions. Like I, I we're, this could yes. probably be, be five, like a, ep- five episodes. Hour episode. Right. So Let's we're just going to have to do that. Okay, question one. Mm -hmm. Is butter a carb? Thank you, Taylor. Yes. Thank you, Taylor. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. All right, (laughs) so here's where we're going to start. So a lot of you guys asked about my new job, and so let's just dive right in. So everybody was asking about my new job, balancing my schedule, finding time to work out, do I feel guilty taking an extra hour to work out since it's an there's extra hour? There's a lot of mom miles. guilt. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I haven't really talked about my job yet unless you follow us. I've posted a little bit on Instagram. I've posted quite a bit on Snapchat. So I got a job at the... GGW Va- podcast. Yeah. I got a job at the Vale Resorts corporate office in Broomfield. 
um, which is like about 30 minutes from where I live. And I'm working um, on the strategic alliance team, which is like um, helping to manage brand partnerships. So um, really, really excited. Really, really like the people that I work with. I just started last week and it's been a big transition. Um, up until this point, I have not been working for about two years because I had grad school and then I finished grad school and had miles. And before that, I was working for my dad and stepmom. And so it was like pretty, I mean, you know, I still had to be at work from nine to five every day, but it couldn't have been a more casual work environment. Like I literally wore spandex every single day. And um, then before that, I had a, like a super corporate job at a legal software company that like nobody even knew who I was. And so it's just been an interesting transition. Um, kind of feeling like a little bit like it's my first sort of real job that I've chosen for myself that hasn't been like, well, this will work until something else comes along, which is a really, really great feeling. Um, but having really been out of like, I mean, literally it's been two years since I had to show up somewhere every single morning and just like the logistics of that in and of itself have been pretty, um, to have a little bit, a little bit of a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> And then not to mention the whole schedule thing. Well, and then not to mention Brandon started nursing school uh, three weeks ago, so the week prior. And then Miles has been in daycare, and he's already sick from daycare because kids are disgusting. Oh, Miles! And so like he's already had to stay home from daycare two days this week. He's gonna have to stay home again tomorrow. And so it's like the logistics of that. And so everything has just like out of all of a sudden we were like cruising along, everything is fine, and then just like bam, June happened. And it's been crazy. So I'm really, really liking my job. I'm really excited about it. For all of you who asked, how are you balancing everything? It is like, I was texting Joy about this last night. I feel like I have no wiggle room right now whatsoever. And so my brain is like streamlining everything. Like everything has to be. It's like. Everything has a place. And yes. everything has a minute. Yeah, exactly. So everything is like, okay, what Okay, what about now? Okay, what about now? Okay, right. what about now? It's like whack-a-mole. Like my, that's what my brain is like right now. And you guys are asking, you know, how are you balancing working out? I've worked out once this month. <laughs> That's not true. I worked out the first week before real, I started my job. It's real talk. Yeah. But in the last two weeks, I've worked out once. And it's just a matter of, you know, coordinating, dropping miles off at daycare, picking him up, you know, trying to get to CrossFit on time, trying to make sure that we have dinner, trying to make sure that somebody remembers we have a dog, you know, just like all of this stuff. And so um, we're, we're getting there. We last week we kind of just like took absolutely everything off the table that wasn't essential for us to survive and just didn't do it. Yeah. So it was like the gym was not even in the conversation. It was just understood like that was not happening. So this week we're starting to kind of think, okay, you know, moving forward. But you guys have been active. Like on the weekends, I see you outside. You guys are getting yeah, out we and go about. On walks it's not and like stuff. you're, yeah. Right. But it's, I mean, it's just been very much survival mode. Sure. Yeah. The last couple of weeks. And so we're working on it. We're getting there. Um, I do feel a little bit guilty when I work out without Miles, but I think as long as he's home with Brandon and I'm not leaving him in daycare, I don't feel as guilty. And that's really the big thing right now is I, it's not necessarily that I am sad to be away from him. It's more that I feel sort of bad about him being in daycare so much. Okay. And I like the people where we're like, I like the daycare he's at. It's, you know, the, the people there are fine, but it's more just him just feeling like he's away from the family. So it's like if he was with Brandon, I would feel totally fine. And it would be like, there would be no second, you know. So like, for example, today he stayed, Brandon had to stay home from school because Miles couldn't go to daycare because he was sick. And I have felt like totally fine about that all day. I mean, not fine that he's sick, but you know. But so I do feel a little bit guilty just about like how much time he's spending at daycare. So I I can't really imagine myself getting to a point where I will leave him at daycare for an extra hour so that I can work out. Like it's going to have to be a situation where one of us picks him up and the other one goes work out or whatever it is. Yeah. But outside of that. So that's kind of the update on that. It's just, yeah, it's been just kind of survival mode. But as a related question... I liked this. I think we should talk about what a day in the life looks like for each of us. A day in the life. Yeah, you can start since I just blabbed for like five minutes. Oh my goodness. I was thinking about this this morning because I have and I've turned into an 80 year old woman with my sleep schedule lately. I don't I'm know so why, jealous. but I cannot know. Oh. I, <laughs> I've been falling asleep at like 9 30, 10 o'clock, and I've been waking up at like 4 30. Oh no. Which Thank I don't you. have to get up till five to, yeah. to well, go. Yeah, extra 30 to, minutes is oh, important. Huge. So I've so anyway, I wake up to do my 5.30 a.m. class. So I get up typically at 5 and do the 5.30 a.m. CrossFit. And then I run back home or race back home, get ready for work. Well, you actually, don't literally run home. No, I don't. But I drive home. Just to clarify. In my Prius. I mean, that's not completely out of the question on some days. But I, it's been, I, I used to run to CrossFit at 
the, the old day I used to not every day but like every once mm. in a blue moon which would be a six mile round trip no what? thank you and yeah those was those were the days when it was like hashtag cardio is king right mm-hmm. so nope. I was like what is this I do the CrossFit class I come home and I make breakfast and I, I like to putts so I build in <laughs> putts time in my schedule like That's I important. make sure I could probably do the 6 30 a.m class and come home and just get ready for work but I need my like 45 minutes of like breakfast time and hanging out that's crazy. Yeah. And then I get ready for work, go to work, uh, which is like 10 minutes away from my house. So we work all day and typically walk JT at lunch, which if you guys follow us on Snapchat, again, that's GGW podcast. I almost always do a snap during the lunch break with JT and I on our walks. And then I get off around 4, 35 o'clock. I go home and I walk JT again and I make dinner, depending on if Scott's in town. He travels during the week for work. And sometimes we'll make plans. We'll go, especially in the summer when it's nice out and the days are longer. It's easier to make plans with friends. We like, you know, socializing. Right, the sun's actually still after work. Exactly. But because I'm, I am introverted that when I come home from a long day of like interacting with people and having to be a manager, I just want my brain to turn off. So yeah. I typically uh, really enjoy, that's when I listen to audiobooks or podcasts or I'll watch reruns of like, um, friends or some show. I, Scott, it drives Scott crazy that I don't watch new shows. I don't. I, I never, told you yeah. this. Mm-hmm. We we were texting about this the other day because I'll turn I'll turn on reruns of Mean Girls. I'll like watch Mean Girls again, or I'll watch Clueless. Like there's there's like a handful of things on a rotation that I want to watch. Yeah, and it's because it's like entertaining, I, but you don't have to think about. You don't it. have to think about it. I don't yeah. want to have to pay attention and pay attention no. to details. I and Scott's just like, like, yeah, like key back in for funny moments. And totally, yeah. yeah, and just like background noise where I'm yeah. like, oh, I know it's comforting to know what's coming next. Yeah. So I've been watching um, a lot of Girls, Sex and the City, and the Comeback. I just like totally went back into the Comeback, which is one of my favorite shows with Phoebe from Friends. She oh. did a HBO. <laughs> it, they only did two seasons, like ten years apart, but it's it's it's. Oh, good. So that's so that's what I do. And I come home and I kind of shut my brain off and um, we'll work on the podcast sometimes like we record at night. But uh, depending on if my husband's home, I'll be like by myself or plans with friends or if it's, since it's summertime, you know, I usually go out um, and walk JT and we go on some more walks and then I listen to more books. But it's it's a pretty routine schedule. I think it's I like it. What about you? Um, okay, I have to make a detour. Uh oh, because I oh. was browsing. Oh, before the I forget, yes. before I forget too, we've been watching OJ Made in America, which is like a thirty for thirty documentary docu series, oh, yeah. <gasps> and it's so good. Oh my gosh, true crime. I mean, hello, it's like the oldest, most popular, most um, right. famous case in U.S. history, I think. But anyway, if you guys have not gotten onto that bandwagon, it's pretty good. The first episode, <laughs> you got to get through the first episode, but it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was just scrolling Facebook while you were saying that. And apparently Burger King just came out with something called a Mac and Cheetos. That was the air coming out of my tires. (laughs) Powder dusted mozzarella sticks. Cheetos powder dusted mozzarella sticks filled with deep fried macaroni and cheese. For just two fifty nine, we'll get you a five piece order of these coagulated orange clumps of processed cheese. Coagulated, and they come with ranch dressing, dipping sauce because the Burger King knows it. Because the Burger King knows taste. The Burger King, they oh knows it. Did you ever see the Jim Gaffigan skit where he's like, "I I like to dip my pizza in ranch dressing. I put it in dre- ranch dressing. I put it in ranch dressing." Ranch dressing should be its own. Yes, should be its own food. Anyway, look at this. You kind of want to try it though, don't you? Oh. Google it, guys. Mac and Cheetos. Okay. Wow. So my that was day, on your Facebook page. Yeah, it was. It was like a, like a, there. It was like a BuzzFeed article about oh, it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I was I'm like, not getting targeted. Sponsored. <laughs> like they're on to you. <laughs> I did go to Chick Fil A over here. They have got your no number. Shame. They've got uh, your number. Did you throw coming away? up? How wag? How life after wag is going for Claire? <laughs> Did they, did they, uh, did you throw away the evidence? No, oh, it's so in my car. Okay. I, I forgot. I need you to throw away. Use, yeah, Claire, I have to. Okay. I come it. over and I throw Claire away my fast food uses bags. my garbage can to throw away the evidence. Because <laughs> so we Brandon, judge me. Brandon will judge. He will. Okay. So day of my life as of the last two weeks. So I wake up at 
which is really early for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I take a shower and I do my hair, which is another big thing that's new in my life. Brandon and I, in some capacity, split up, you know, feeding miles and getting ready for the day. And Brandon's getting ready to do his thing. I leave for work at about 7.30. Um, Brandon typically takes miles to daycare because he doesn't have to be a class till nine. So I leave for work at 7.30, go to work, work from eight to five. And then I leave <laughs> and I come home. And I know, I'm like, this is really not compelling, you guys. We're just yeah, normal. I we're just like normal, you. Normal yeah. We're just like you. I leave and come home. And typically, Brandon picks Miles up from daycare because he gets out of class at four or earlier on most days. And uh, so either I'll go pick up Miles or if Miles has already been picked up, then I'll like stop at the store on the way home or something like, for example, on my way home from this recording, I'm going to stop at Chipotle because that's my life. Mm-hmm. And I get home and I try to spend as much time with Miles as I can before he goes to bed. He usually goes to bed between like eight and nine. Usually, so in there, we will make dinner, eat dinner, and then we've been going on little family walks in the evening with the stroller, which is really fun down to the creek and yeah then after miles goes to bed watch some 30 rock <laughs> again yep. yep and then i go to bed it's Love a big it. deal guys yeah, and then sometimes deal. in there i, I mean there's work out there's no like limos or like fancy things in our lives if you guys are thinking just in case you thought there case. were <laughs> just in case i'm pretty sure no one joins me i mean like where's the limo <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, where's the Cabana yeah, Boys? Wait, but really, where are the Cabana Boys? <laughs> okay, I like right. the, I really like this one. How did you ladies figure out what you wanted to do? You both have made changes to your directions going back to school and taking on more responsibility. Where did you start and what questions did you ask yourself to start pinpointing that direction? Thank you for that question. That's so, from Katron Franks on Instagram. On Instagram. Hey, Katron Franks. Hey, Katron. Um, I, 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 I'm taking this like as a broad, how did you figure out what you wanted to do? I'm just guessing like with my career. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we addressed this on a previous episode, so I'm going to make it really quick. But basically for me, I, I went to school for counseling, um, and I kind of already knew that, well, I did actually want to be a cop and an FBI agent. Really? When I, yeah. I um, know that. I used to, yeah, when I, 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 uh, studied abroad in France. No wonder you're so obsessed with making a murder show. Exactly. Oh, did I ever tell you? Oh my gosh, I'm about to tell you something that I hope I've never said this on the podcast. Oh no, I'm so oh, excited. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Such a weird person. I'm so excited right now. I, I feel, now I feel like people are going to judge you me. You have to say it. I used to write guys on death row. I used to have pen pals That's on creepy. death row. That's creepy, Joy. Did they, How did creepy they, is that? Did they want to marry you? They wanted money. They always asked for money. And Why? Because it's like you have a commissary. Don't you want Orange is the New Black? Yeah, Where, but like, <laughs> you're on death row. Like. I don't... Uh, you guys, it's... Okay, I, I look back and I'm like... Did you How send did, them money? No, oh, gosh, no. Okay. Once, mean, yeah. Oh, God. You say that like... <laughs> It's out. You're writing inmates on oh, death row. Oh, it was so weird. Now, like, I think about it. And I was living at home at the time. And I, this is, you guys, this is, like, pre-cell phones. This is snail mail was so the like thing. So, they knew your home address. Yeah. It, yes. Like, now I think about it. Yeah. But I was also writing Mormon missionaries because all my BFFs from high school were, were are Mormon and they were on their mission. So, I was, like, writing missionaries. And then I'd get another letter from a freaking inmate who was on death row. Don't ask me. I think that, okay, this is, like... <laughs> I was, this was when the internet was like brand new. Okay. Right. I graduated in 1996 from high school. The internet, I just got an email address at like 1996, 97 was yeah. like when emails was starting out. So the internet was real new, <laughs> real new. So I was just like, oh God. Now I think back and I'm like, I was like, I would have been uh, like a victim of like cyber crime or something if it was like full <laughs> oh blown gosh. because I was so naive anyway so I got like really hooked up to some website that was like you can because I, w- I was okay so I was all into like John Douglas books who's like this FBI profiler I was okay. really into reading all his books <sighs> I have so many thoughts right now I'm like trying to like make this really very concise but I was obsessed <laughs> with crime obsessed with true crime obsessed with serial killers and I just wanted to get into Weird, like, why? Just psych- like psychology. That's where the okay. psychology thing came okay. in. I was very interested in um, all of that stuff. So maybe because I watched Nancy Drew and uh, Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. That's got to be it. But <laughs> the boxcar children. I was like <laughs> super into mysteries as a kid. And so 
I wanted to be in the FBI. When I studied abroad in France, I applied for the FBI Academy or the, there was like an internship and I didn't get it and I was really upset, but it's because I was uh, um, studying abroad. I couldn't go to the uh, interview. And then I thought I wanted to be a cop for a while. So then I'm like fast forward because what I realized, I went on a ride along when I was in college and I went on this ride along and got really depressed after the ride along because I was like, I don't think I could see this every day. I don't think I could be on the tail end of crime. I want to be on the prevention end of crime. Okay. So I, that's when I, kind of committed to myself that I was like, I want to help people. I want to be in a helping profession. So then I went to grad school, fast forward, fast forward. Um, in between college and grad school, I lived in San Diego, as you guys heard me talk about to Shane Farmer. And then I just decided, you know, once you go to grad school, I'm not going to go into that whole tailspin. But once you go to grad school, you really kind of have to figure out what population you want to work with. And I fell into a job right after uh, grad school working with teens. I was working for the district attorney's office and I thought I would hate it because I never really saw myself working with teenagers. And then I was there for 10 years. I was like, this is my job. And then it's just evolved over the years. I think counseling is a field you really have to keep. I mean, you really have to keep up with the education. And I think with any profession, you have to keep up with education. Um, I'm certified in EMDR therapy, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. There's all sorts of, there's a million and one ways to do therapy. But it's something that I, this will kind of lead into a question someone else asked, but I feel like I'm really good at it. And I think with any career passion, you just have to feel like you're, you're good at it and you like it and you can connect with people. So starting out as a new therapist was really hard because people look at you and you're like 24, 25 and they're like, Hmm, what do you have to tell me about life? And I remember being like, this is really difficult. And I remember parents coming in, bringing their kids in. They're like, you're like 20. You're like as old as my child. And what do you have? What do you know about life? Um, But as now that I'm a lot older, I feel much more competent. You just gain... Slay ride to 40. Slay ride to 40. You just gain experience and you gain knowledge with any career, but especially with therapy. Um, I feel like at this point in my life, I I feel like I'm really good at it. And um, it's I don't know if it's something I'm going to be doing forever. Right now, I'm not doing... um, uh, direct therapy because I'm in a management role, but we'll see. I think it's a good thing to ponder as I'm as I'm getting closer to forty of like what else I want to do. Um, it's not totally something I see myself being like, you know, retiring with that career. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not like quitting my job or anything. Don't right. worry. Like, ah, oh, don't, do <laughs> don't, put, don't put that out don't there. Don't put that out there. But it's just like you, when you think about twenty years from now, I'm right. like, I'm, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I think there's something else out there for me. So for me. I think I've talked about this before too, but so basically my, I um, went to college. My undergrad is in English and ecology and I wanted to go into environmental journalism. Um, it's just I've always been very, very interested in the outdoors and in sustainability and climate stuff and um, outdoor rec, all, you know, and kind of everything that surrounds the envi- the environment as a whole and sort of um, learning about and protecting and using outdoor resources and natural resources. And I graduated from college in 2009 and when that was when journalism basically took a big crap and stopped being a thing. And so there was actually was an environmental journalism program at CU that I was going to apply to for grad school. And it they like canceled it the year that I graduated. So I was like, all right, well, redirect. It was like the middle of the recession. There were no jobs. I became a raft guide for a couple years and eventually got into marketing because I could write basically. And then decided to go back to grad school that was two years ago for environmental policy just trying to you know kind of keep that interest alive and this job at Vail uh you know I've been job hunting for a really long time and was just excited about being able to be back in the outdoor industry and um you know be able to work kind of back in that communications field ish and um but I think I like really like the part of this question that says, where did you start and what questions did you ask yourself to start pinpointing your direction? Yeah. And I think for me, I really did always have this draw of like, okay, in order to be fulfilled, I'm going to need to do something that has to do in some way with the outdoors, whether that is directly related to, you know, if it's guiding or if it's running a nonprofit that does, you know, that has guide guiding or whatever, or whether it's writing about it in terms of journalism or whether it's. You know, I never really wanted to be like a biologist, but or, you know, whether it's doing environmental law or, you know, something like that. So for me, I've just kind of always had that direction. And so the questions I kind of asked beyond that, the big question I've always asked myself is, okay, like what what can I do that I take for granted in the sense of like what's what's the skill that I have that I am that comes so naturally to me and that I am so good at that when people compliment me on it. I don't think it's a big deal. And for me, that thing is writing. And people are always like, you're such a good writer. And I'm like, is it really that hard? And for pe- for some people, it really is. Yeah, it's really hard. And like, you can write something. You write our summaries. And when I have to do it, I'm like, Bleh. 
So just little, little things like comes, that. You can, I've watched Claire write that type things out and like takes her two seconds to do it. And it just, I'm like, so where like, does that come from? <laughs> well, that's like the would you rather. It's like my brain yes, just works exactly, like that. And right. so, um, once I kind of realized that and was able to pinpoint that, and even just like on a larger scale, I, I feel like my kind of biggest, the biggest thing I have to offer is my communication style and my communication skills. Um, whether that's writing or any, you know, any and all of the above. And so uh, once I kind of figured that out and then also knew I just had this passion to, for, to do something, anything related in some way or fashion to the outdoors, um, that's kind of how I got to that point. Yeah. I like that question too. It makes me think of that. I'm going to go back to that Elizabeth Gilbert interview with Lewis Howes again because they talk a little bit about that of how some people are really stuck on finding it and they have like zero yeah zero idea what they want to do and she explains it very well of how you can get to start to find you get to a point where you're at least like turning your head towards an inkling it's really cool joy do you ever think about combining your career and crossfit passion um eg mental performance coaching from k kinesinski i I recognize you though because i've seen you on instagram before i feel like all these names are yeah we know know your handle we do we totally know your handles you guys it's so funny that you asked me this because lately i've been like something swirling around in the ethers for me and that usually just means i'm like ready to birth a new project or something Mm, let's not use that word (laughs) (laughs) nope um to create if you will and (laughs) i i don't i usually just kind of let it swirl around and and i you know toy with some ideas wait until it's done wait until it cooks yeah wait until it cooks yeah and and when you said this you're gestating yeah When she said this, I thought, wow, because I've always thought about doing personal coaching um, or performance coaching because I, I do it when I'm coaching CrossFit. I There's there's definitely a psychological aspect to yeah. me coaching and, and I'm always evaluating that piece, but you can't really cross that boundary. So, and then, of course, because I've been in such a very uh, intense clinical setting throughout my counseling career. I could never really conceptualize how to do that without being like in a room one to one with someone. But sure. so, so the short answer, the long that's the long answer, and the short answer is yes, I've considered it, and I'd be. I think that's something that I, we'll see how it evolves. But I'm, um, I think that would be a really cool thing to do for sure. It it feels to me kind of like counseling light, which I'm not a fan of. So I would have to kind of get my mind around right. how to make it be the best for each individual. Um, but there's, you know, and I think there's, there was a question at some point where someone said like, Hey, you guys should, uh, um, maybe you could have a segment once in a while where people are submitting questions. Like they're like questions for me to address, like with my therapy hat, like someone's like, Oh, I like when Joy puts her therapy hat on. Um, which I think would be kind of cool, but I also, again, like that's something where I'm like, I just, there's so much to kind of dive into. Yeah. But it's a, t- it's a hard thing it's to a just hard, scratch the surface. Yeah, for sure. For me, at least. But I think it's mm-hmm. definitely worth exploring. And I love that question because it really made me think. So thank you for that. All right. Tips for going to the CrossFit Games on a budget. I think it's pretty easy, actually. I do, too. So as so here, I mean, the reality is the CrossFit Games cost what they cost. Yep. You're not going to be able to find tickets for cheaper than what, the way you can. So we this year are only going. But the tennis thing, right? Isn't it more to be in the tennis? Yeah, so I was just yeah. about to say, this year we're okay. only, we only bought the tickets for the soccer stadium, so that was significantly cheaper. Significantly cheaper and let's just say pro tip, you don't really have to, I know Claire, you were having a little bit of FOMO for, yeah, but, about the but I personally, I did not like the tennis stadium. It's really it's hot, really it's really hot, overwhelming. Unless you have like Uber VIP tickets where you're on the shaded side, right. which is impossible which is like no to one. get. And they, um, I don't know, I don't know if they'll be doing it this year, but like I'm pretty sure that they are going to do it this year. And the way that they make the soccer stadium tickets be a little bit more enticing for people is that they live broadcast what's going on in the tennis stadium into the soccer stadium on like the big jumbotron. Huge jumbotrons everywhere. And, and so you can like sit in there in the shade with your beer watching it and getting a way better view. Way better. And, like, There's actually, no one there. Yeah. It's and nice so and it's cool. a little bit more relaxing, especially after you've had this big hot day of walking around with like everybody. So that's what we're doing this year. And, and they even mm-hmm. have jumbotrons in the like the picnic area where you yeah. get food. And it's just, oh, so much better. Yeah. So, I just remember going into the tennis stadium and I like had a panic attack and yeah. I had to leave because it was just, you're so crunched you're so together. You're so crunched together. And the like everybody's sweaty and like no one. Yeah. Ugh, and it's horrible. Real, so horrible. the first year, I know we've talked about this already, but the first year that we went, I felt like the tennis stadium was it. It was like, I'm, you know, like I would have felt 
without the tennis stadium experience, I would have felt like this was a waste. Oh. But it's because they didn't have that, oh. you know, like the soccer stadium thing set up. Gotcha. And then when we went I last year, that. I felt like, you know, they set up like the thing where you had to show up early and get assigned seats in the tennis stadium. Yep. And I just felt like this is way more work. Yeah. And way too it's much like work. Too much too, too much time to like yeah. waiting in line. And I'm like, right. there's so much. I want to hang out in Vendor Village. Right. I want to be I don't have networking to, like, and talking save, to people. Like, be saving seats no. in the nosebleed. So anyway, no. that's cheaper. We're doing it that way. But if you do get into the tennis stadium, if, is, you, if you do, yeah. bring a towel to sit on. Bring a towel to sit on. Bring a towel. Yeah to sit on your leg sweat will just slip you right yeah. off that chair um or your legs will will just cauterize into the plastic exactly um, yeah no, and then thank you. um you know in terms of getting to la that's kind of the other thing like that's gonna yeah. cost what's gonna cost for right. us from denver it's pretty inexpensive by um, the way yeah. this new sorry i keep interrupting you this <sighs> this app hit list i don't know if you guys are into the app no. into the app store there's an app called hit list that has really cheap flights so really should, all yeah. right good to know because they do like last minute trips so if you just yeah. do like a watch for la for that weekend right score right. yeah and then once again also like lodging i mean we could give you guys you know it, you airbnb or whatever mm-hmm. you want to do but when you're actually like specifically to the crossfit games i think it's pretty easy because i think you can do it one way or the other it's very easy to walk into vendor village and want to buy everything yep but if you it's also very easy to walk in and just not bring your wallet and just think, you know, like, or go in with like, you know, in mind, okay, I'm going to buy one shirt or whatever it is. And to be honest with you, you go in there the first time and it's really overwhelming and it's like, oh, I want all this stuff. I want, all, want this stuff. all this stuff. Because but the more that you the like. The Reebok tent is pretty The amazing. Reebok tent is a little bit nuts. Yeah. Maybe just don't go in the Reebok tent. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but the more that you're there and the more you walk around, like I found that if I keep myself from buying stuff on that first reaction, like the more I'm there, the more I'm like, oh, this is just like. Yeah. This is the same stuff that I have for the most part. And every booth has like a pretty, you know, it's like kind of similar stuff booth to booth. I like know I can get this stuff at home. That's the other thing is there's nothing at the games that you can't get later from your house. Exactly. That you don't then have to pack and ship home with exactly. you at the same exact price. And so if I remind myself that, then I'm less like, I feel like it's less of a feeding frenzy for me to buy stuff. I allowed myself like one big treat item, I think. And that was, I got yeah. Metcon or not Metcon. Oh my gosh. Oh, I got nanos. Nanos, um, yeah. And that was, that was, I didn't plan on it, but right. I think because. I, I had was, to, yeah, because I yeah. didn't bring, I didn't bring shoes. Right. And then I was like, well, I need these. Yeah. And of course, like, so I allowed myself like one big ticket item and then I think I got a sh- shirt. Yeah, you did. Which I was excited about. Yeah. You know, I was fine with that. And then the same thing with food. It's actually pretty easy. A lot of people bring their own food because it's CrossFit land. Yeah um so yeah but the food carts are so the food carts are amazing but you really don't need them and you're not going to be that weirdo because everyone's that weirdo with their Tupperware. exactly all right um and you could probably do like if you're gonna if you're not gonna run a car you can do like lift share or uber share with like other people in the lobby Mm because everyone's going tons of people are there so you can be like hey do you want to grab an uber together yeah okay so we have a bunch of questions about wag let's get to that in a second okay what are your thoughts on competing should everyone try it or should you only try it if you can rx everything we have talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit i think everyone should try it everyone should try it find a competition where you know that where you know the movement standards because obviously you don't want to enter a competition that you're not going to be able to complete the majority of the workouts so be smart about it set yourself up for success but yes. i think everyone should try it agreed um which i have to say there was someone who wrote us an email just today and i want to cover this really quick because it kind of goes along with like should everyone try it she's trying crossfit for the first time she was a competitive gymnast her entire life and so she said well i'm going to go in and i'm just i'm not going to disclose that i'm not going to disclose that i was a competitive gymnast and i'm like why so her question was she's starting her crossfit journey and she's like i'm very competitive any suggestions on keeping my competitive side in check while learning the ropes Mm, um that's a good question i'm also aware that I look fit but I'm actually not fit side note I'm a retired competitive gymnast so she goes into that but I'm not planning to disclose that when I start since I don't want any expectations and I had a really interesting reaction to this email because I was like Hmm. why not it like this this competitive she says competitive like five times in this email i'm like okay yeah so you're competitive so you need to work on that because in crossfit you will like i had to work on that yeah. where you like you're very competitive with yourself it's something to work on but why not tell them you're you were a competitive gymnast i think my advice would be maybe tell your coach 
because yeah. that's really good information actually for them to have knowing your athletic background and you also could you know here's the thing about a crossfit coach every single crossfit coach who has a new athlete walk in it doesn't matter if you were a literal olympic gymnast if yeah. you've been out of the game for more than a couple months every coach knows okay this person you know crossfit is a new sport just because you are good at something else doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good at CrossFit. And, and, you know, like just because you're good at the gymnastics movements, like that'll, that does and will transfer into other things. But that doesn't mean that you don't still need to learn. Right. But I, I think that it would be very important for your coach to know that because there are safety things. Like if I have somebody who I know used to be a competitive gymnast, now in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this person's at risk for rhabdo because they are going to be really, you know, really uh, capable in the body weight movements, but they probably have never done it in this environment before. So now I'm forcing you to scale in these early workouts, knowing that your body has been used to going to that deep, dark place, but you are not there right now. Yeah. So I think it's really important for your, and you, and you can tell them like, you know, I know the, I know that there is some hype around, around gymnasts and CrossFit. I would prefer that, you know, other people don't know us about me quite yet, but I just, you know, like just here's my background. Yeah. I just, I just really wanted the listener who wrote that. Yeah. I just want you to, to kind of go to, to check your mindset because your mindset's already very much like, well, there's some defense, there's some defense there and yeah. there's resistance. So it's like, yeah, I, I think, think you'll be surprised once you go there. Your expectations yes. are completely different from what I think you're and I know really going to experience. And I know easier said than done, but I think it's really important for those first couple of weeks to just let it be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Try not to have expectations. Try not to have goals, you know, specific goals for yourself those first couple of weeks other than maybe, you know, I want to make sure I'm in the gym twice a week or three times a week outside of that and i think that's the gymnast thing going though like that's yeah. probably hard for her to turn well, off that's but, yeah but i mean but, like really be con i would say that's my advice is really be conscious about that yeah and really just say like okay really 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 get in your mind if i am in the gym three times this week it doesn't matter what happens in there that is a success for me how fun yeah it's gonna be fun yeah it is fun ah, first crossfit mm-hmm. so fun. um how's your, your muscle up coming along joy speaking of gymnastics oh should we just leave it at that? Yep. <laughs> Follow us on, on Facebook and Instagram. You guys will see. I'm just really quick, though. I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated with it. Really? Mm-hmm. you got to go up and see Nicole. I do. Nicole Christensen, please help me. Do it. She will help you. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm just so frustrated. And, and here's the thing, you guys. I know what I'm doing wrong. I know that I'm pulling too early. Yeah. I know that I need to put my like. I know everyone like bless every, yeah. bless y'all's hearts, but like every time like I post something, like just pull this or just I'm like I know. And I've been working with TJ, and TJ's at a point, bless his soul too, where he's like, she just needs to get it. Like he's right. he's done like giving me cues. He knows I know all the cues, right? And he knows like you're in danger he's, of overcoached. Exactly. Yeah. So he just lets me be, which I, think I so you need appreciate. To go up to to Nicole and be like, watch this, and yep. she will give you that one little thing. Where yes. She'll, she'll be like, tuck your chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll be like, <laughs> oh, oh look, now I can link ten muscle ups. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So, but right. I I I notice my pattern with that is I get really mad. I get really mad. I yeah. will go and practice by myself, and I'm like, Err. and then I just leave. So it's <laughs> it's just uh, that's my uh, unicorn. All right. Curious about JT's work as a service dog. A couple people have asked this. This one's hmm. from Shane. Shana. Shane. And uh, a couple people have asked this on Instagram. So just real quick overview of JT really and what quick. he's trained to do. Yeah. And in I want to say two years ago, we did an episode about me going to get JT. So this has been covered before. Just go back in the archives. But JT is a, a certified service dog through Canine Companions for Independence, which is an agency that provides service dogs to people with disabilities, as well as people who work in facilities, medical buildings, etc., in the therapy world and in the medical world. So a lot of different places that these dogs can work but he is he is trained from birth to do therapy so the short version is that he was raised by a puppy raiser for the first 12 14 months of his life and then he went to an advanced training program in one of their four regional centers his was in california and then i was on a wait list i was on an application i had applied for him for um, I was on the list for like two years before I finally got the call to that they they call it a match. So it's really cool. So he's he's a service dog slash therapy dog. I I'm very this is like my soapbox issue that 
Um, let me put a public service announcement out there that you cannot just put a vest on a dog and parade it around as a, an, a emotional support dog or a service animal. I'm very, very strict about that. So please educate yourself on the rules. Don't bring your dog on a plane unless it's an actual registered, legit service dog. Or, or you I, like pay for them or, to go in their little carrier. Yeah, in their but little carrier. But do not dog. pretend. Do not. Just do make not. It do not represent your dog or your pet as a service dog, okay? So he comes to work with me and we do therapy with patients at Kaiser and he runs groups and he runs chemical dependency How does he groups. Run groups. Well, we do like chemical dependency groups and we do intensive outpatient programs where there's like people with very severe mental illnesses coming mm-hmm. in and they have to come in every day. He loves groups because he gets to just walk around and greet people and like they <laughs> pet him and yeah. so he is a comfort in so many ways. He also helps the staff so whenever people are having a really stressful day they'll come and get JT and we'll just you know hang out with him but he's such a calm presence so he he serves uh the patients he's a professional cuddler, he's a professional cuddler but he serves the patients m- most of the time and um he's just great I mean he's really great with kids obviously we have an autism spectrum department as well and he is just kind of all over the place whenever he's needed we just plug him in it's really really cool he's a great great little guy Oh, dang. So that's the the nutshell. If you guys have any questions about that, please. I've had a couple people email me personally just uh, inquiring about Canine Companions for Independence, and I'm happy to answer questions or even just answer questions about um, what the rules are around service animals because that's I'm very passionate about that. <laughs> okay, quick question. Yeah. Favorite thing to eat for breakfast, but other than avocado toast? That's oh, mostly for me. Oh, really? You you can't say that for you because that's your yeah, favorite. No, no, that's my favorite. I'm gonna have to come up with something else. Okay. What's your favorite? Oh, my favorite. Okay, other than my routine, which is like everything slathered with P- PB2. Normally, I do eat a banana and PB2 in the morning. It's so good. <laughs> I'm always like one extra tablespoon, one extra. Like I'm always like, yeah, I don't, like just one more. Fine. Um, so there's a breakfast place right down the street from us called The Edge. It's just breakfast on the edge have you ever been there yeah it's right across from uh sloan's lake and it is they have this amazing frittata and then they have these gluten-free which i'm not like gluten-free but they have these amazing gluten-free english muffins Mm. those are so so good so that's my favorite breakfast is every time on the weekend we go to brunch i'm like Scott, can we go to? And it's not Scott's favorite place. No, because it's like of all the brunch, it's, of all the brunch places around here, it's, it's like totally like, the it's least just, glamorous. It's the least glamorous, but that yeah. breakfast is so good. I think my favorite breakfast, like that, I just do on a daily basis. We make a lot of quiches. I really like quiche. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, if I'm gonna go out to breakfast, I love eggs Benedict so much. I just yeah. love hollandaise sauce. Yeah, That's hollandaise really sauce is great. I miss pancakes. I haven't really done yeah. a lot of pancakes since I've been doing wag, but. All right, yeah. let's let's dive into oh, wag. Life okay. after wag. All let's right. do it. All right. Life after wag. Life after wag for me has been I don't count anything at all right now. Okay. I just do not have the bandwidth in my life. I'm trying to be cognizant of I'm I would say I'm a lot more aware of kind of like just keeping in the back of my mind like I don't put as much I don't cook with as much butter as I used to, which I just used to cook gratuitous amounts of butter I don't add cheese to things like I used to I don't like I, I'm a lot more cognizant I'm trying to get protein in every meal than I used to be but I'm not actually tracking anything right now that's me that's you I am still tracking I let's see I'm trying to think early May is when my program ended and I I kind of have gone through like ups and downs with the mental piece of it because a lot of people are like oh how do you track and how do you go from like tracking right you know, or even just the, just getting into tracking was really, really difficult for me to start. But now it's so routine that I really do enjoy it. And I learned a ton about balance, really. I think that's the the hugest takeaway that I've had is, is, is what my body reacts to and how my body responds. And so I, I don't know how to really answer this question because I feel like I'm definitely still doing it, but I'm not it's just more of kind of like a routine for me, like you. Like yeah. we have dinners and we go out to dinners and I'm just like, oh, this is kind of like like autopilot is what Adi yeah. kind of referred it to referred to it as. But I've heard they have like an enormous wait list now. You know, that's just something that we do we do wanna like hint that we have something in the works that we want to continue this conversation. We're not gonna talk about it just yet. 
but we have something nutrition related and uh, someone that we're going to have on the podcast that we want to keep it's this hopefully conver- gonna be next week right yeah i think yeah. next week we're hopefully i want to keep this conversation going because i don't want it to just end with like oh we did wagon then it's over right. um but i also don't want it to, where my concern was this has no reflection on the program but it's just the mentality around it with some with some of it and then kind of some people in the facebook group and just overall it was like it's so rigid but it doesn't have to be rigid. And so yeah. I think I really wanted to kind of swing the pendulum back to the middle where we can have a good discussion around balance. Being like super and being, aware of what you're eating, but not having anxiety about it. And not having anxiety about it where, yeah. you know, I'm seeing posts about people tracking gum. And I'm like... Right. I, or like the like lemon they squeeze in their water. And I'm like... like calm like, the F down, people. Oh my goodness gracious yeah. me. So so there's there's always going to be kind of like the extremes of course it's not going to be the reality but i'm still doing it i'm still tracking my macros i still feel really good about it there's uh, but it's not about perfection it's just about for me feeling good feeling good feeling balanced feeling healthy and yes we still eat cookies and ice cream like and i still stop at chick-fil-a my way to dry sometimes so so it's going well and we're gonna like that's a to be continued discussion as well just so you guys know that we want it's not that we meant to just kind of drop off and not really give you guys resolution about that topic Mm -hmm. because we really were talking about it a lot as we were on the program we are going to be addressing this again very soon and i also real quick just wanted to answer this question from shell paul who i know your instagram handle how did our wag journeys different how did our WAG journeys differ? Joy got shredded and Claire was directly postpartum. I'm doing a macro program postpartum and I haven't had the immediately shredded results like Joy. And sometimes I'm like, what's wrong with me? But we, are we just at a different time in life? Yep. Pretty much. Really big time. <laughs> I really have. I mean, guys, let's just take a moment for a second to appreciate the fact that the one person on this planet who I am like the most aligned with in my cross journey is joy and we could not be physically more different and especially the last couple of months it's been pretty hard for me to not compare myself to joy and be like okay well joy's eating all these prs she's working on her muscle up she's like freaking ripped and i'm over here like i can't even wear my old workout clothes yet you and just so pushed a baby out of your so that's vagina. what i'm saying it's like i have to remind myself like right. i went through this big you know and like even before that happened, we were very, very physically different. I also would like to remind everyone out there who has the propensity to compare themselves to Joy that when Joy stopped being a vegan, she put on seven pounds of lean mass in one month. In one Her month. Her body just responds to things yes. very, very quickly. All my uncles are brick shit houses, you guys. So, it's in my genes, and I am sorry. Yeah. So, you know, there is, like, we've talked about this in the podcast with multiple different athletes. There is, you know, you can't, just look at somebody who's being successful and say like, oh, it's just, they just have good genetics. But genetics does play a role. It does. And your body type does play a huge role. And whether you are naturally able to build more muscle, things are going to be more, you know, easily, more easy for you to look a certain way. And the other thing that I also like to bring to light that I always remind myself, if you look at the physical differences between Joy and I, Joy has insecurities just the same as I do. You know, we'll text back and forth about like, I'll text her and be like, oh, I'm finally fitting back into size 29. Like, I used to be a size 27, sometimes 26. Like, now I'm back in size 29. Go me. Joy will text me and say, oh, I was at the farmer's market today and somebody made a comment about my, you know, the veins in my shoulders or something, you know, and, and that made me really uncomfortable. And so the pendulum swings both ways. Yeah, I, I don't want to go really far into this rabbit hole, but I'm having a really hard time. Oh, I sound like such an asshole. I'm having a really hard time with being this lean. I don't think that's an asshole thing to say. I think it's okay to think to like, because like, I think I'm, that so many people think the grass is greener. Yeah. But I think what this really highlights is like, there is no body type that you will get to and be like, all right, I'm exactly. done. Exactly. I feel great. You're never, I mean, it's like, it's what makes you feel comfortable. So I'm actually like, I'm like, dude, I do not want to, I've actually started covering up. I like wear yeah. like long sleeves all the time now because it's like, it's kind of scary. Like anywhere I go, anywhere I go, I will get at least one comment about, and it's not bad, but it's like, right. it just, I don't know if that's not the type of attention, the type want. of attention I want to where I will go. Yeah. Like if I'm, it's summertime, I'm wearing tank tops 24 seven. And I'm like, I went to the farmer's market on Sunday with Jess, just right after we worked out, we just went yeah. down to the one down the street. And I was like, Jess, just w- watch, like I'll, I'll get at least one. Right. And, uh, where were, I can't remember. Oh, we were in this. We were in this store, and this girl goes, "Do you work out?" I was like, "Yes, I do." But it's just, it's, it's to a point where I'm like, I don't know how to take that information because right. it's like so. 
like sure it's great you can just like take it with a grain of salt and like yeah. not make it a big deal but there's something that's like oddly insecure because everywhere i go people just stare being noticed people yeah. are like like i've seen multiple and this is my own insecurities like picking it out but i'll walk by people and they'll like point to their friend like look at her yeah <laughs> Right, and like you I don't, don't know, I don't yeah. know, dude. Do. I don't know. And that is uncomfortable. So well, I just I, want to be average again. No. <laughs> well, but I just think that it is like it's good to point that out because I think so many people look at, at like before and after pictures and like, oh, she got so lean. She, you know, like she's living the life. She has the dream body, and you know, and like in a lot of ways, on the one hand, like obviously, you know, you have a lot to be proud of in terms of the work that you've done. But on the other hand, like that stuff doesn't just end. No. because you lose some weight no, or because you lean out and it doesn't just like it just you know it's still it's still stuff that we deal with on a daily basis totally and it's like i okay so the reason i wanted to do this in the first place is because i really wanted to perform better and feel better and i yeah. do and then you're kind of like it's just so funny though part of me is like i wonder how brooke ends feels walking around in this world because right? damn she's yeah she is struggling damn. anyway so i just wanted to kind of throw throw that out there for you guys to ponder yes. and talk amongst yourselves and uh, just just know that that's something that goes What's through happening? my brain Okay, um, let's do one more big question and then we'll we'll get to some quick little guys. Um, so this is from N- M. Hansen 252 I just loved when Chris, that's Chris Moore, mentioned in your last podcast, mastering the art of knowing myself. I often think about the crazy shit I did when I was younger and in college. I would love to hear about the lessons learned from your early 20s slash college years and how we as women can help younger generations make better decisions in their quest of knowing themselves. The first thing that comes to mind for me was you cannot shortcut the seeking. I loved when he said that. You can't really shortcut the seeking. And I think about this all the time because I, I think it's great that we can pass on knowledge for younger women. But I also know that there's no way that you can take away from someone learning that. Like, because yeah. I think about <laughs> writing weird people when right. I was <laughs> in college. Like, that's not the <laughs> smartest decision. And I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, there are times when I'd be going out late at night. Or, I mean, we drove across the border to Mexico when I was in San Diego all the time. Right. I mean, there's plenty of times where I'm like, I that was not safe. <laughs> and there's plenty of things that I did that were really stupid, not safe. But you just can't like get past that granted i think i was pretty tame in my 20s compared to like you know the quote-unquote typical 20 year olds but still i feel like um that's one side of it right but then as far as um help younger generations make better decisions in their quest of knowing themselves i mean i think the age-old tried and true statement is to be comfortable with who you are Mm -hmm. and like really try to embrace who you are so yes mastering the art of knowing yourself but you also have to be gentle to yourself and be nice to yourself and i know you hate that statement you will say be gentle with yourself but but in terms of and and i'm not talking like in that situation i would want to rip someone's head off too because i know what you're referencing but like (laughs) in terms of just being 20 and insecure throughout your 20s like be talk nicely to yourself just be a little nicer i think the biggest thing i totally agree with like that you know you can't skip the you can't skip the what did you call it the seeking you can't skip the seeking and i um you know i think also like get comfortable with the grind like know that you have to get through the menial like not you know the menial unglamorous shit in order to get to the good stuff totally and that's really what your 20s is about is getting through the stuff that's not glamorous and i think the other thing that i wish somebody would have told me i mean let's keep in mind i'm only 28 so i'm still technically in my 20s but one thing i wish somebody would have told me is like this amount of I guess like entropy and this amount of just crazy shit happening to you is it's not always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. Your twenties is very volatile. You're like as a young, as a young adult, it's a very volatile time. And if you start to think like, Oh my gosh, this is just how my life is. I must just be a mess. You have to realize like so much is changing in this decade and it's really not ever going to be like this again, hopefully. But I think also kind of in terms of like the be gentle with yourself sort of line is know that nobody else has their shit together either. And I think also like telling yourself that and telling myself that has really been helpful for getting, you know, like kind of letting myself get to know, like kind of the mastering the art of knowing myself and allowing myself to be honest with myself about the stuff that I'm going through that's hard and about the fact that I don't have my shit together and not trying to fake it and not trying to put put 
like an image of myself out there that's not actually true to how I'm feeling. I think that's been big about like, because with social media, it's so tempting to represent yourself in a way that's not really true to how you're actually feeling. Yeah. And I think that creates a huge barrier between actually knowing you're, who you really are. Yeah. And I heard, again, I'm going to reference the Elizabeth Gilbert yeah. uh, episode with Lewis Howes that she says that we get so inundated with Facebook and social media. And I know that's such a cliche to say, but it's true that we're constantly counting our likes. We're constantly counting yeah. the feedback. We're con- we're constantly counting like what we're getting. And she makes a really good point of like, what are you giving? Like, what are you giving into the world? What are you putting your energy out into as opposed to what am I getting back? What am I getting back? Totally. What am I getting getting back in that comparison piece? And that just really floored me because I'm like, yeah, it's so true. It's, it's very self-involved, which yeah, social media, like selfies all day. But I want people, myself included, like all of us to really put an effort into what can we give and what can we put out into the world as opposed to like what we're constantly getting back. Yeah, we had a question too about like how to not compare yourself to those in- all the Instagram things. And I yeah. think that would really be... A good mindset to try one. to get to, yeah. I mean, because we are going to compare. We right. are in a world where how can you not compare? Right. It's checks and balances. We want to see where we are in comparison to everyone else at our age or in our life or what have you. I think comparison is actually a good thing sometimes, a lot of times, because then you can say it's feedback and you can say, yeah. I oh gosh, like I see what they're doing there and I want to do that. So I don't think comparison can always, is always has to be a bad thing. It gives you information about where you want to be. So it's just more of just like, not using don't it to like turn set your it against, value. Yeah, don't turn it against yourself and be yeah. like, oh, what was me? And in that vein, I really want to just say again, like start doing something for someone else. Start thinking about someone else. Start, mm-hmm. you know, giving little e-cards like I like to do. I, trying to do that every day love to do that i I, uh, went and bought some like actual cards and sent them out so i'm trying to like i know this sounds cheesy but instead of the energy coming towards me of like information coming towards me i'm trying to push energy away from me like what can i do to take everything that i have and contribute 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 so that's kind of what i'm i'm practicing right now okay do we want to end with products yep okay so a couple people asked about maternity workout wear uh high um, what I mostly wore was um, like high-waisted Lulu pants. I didn't buy anything specifically maternity. But I also really, my when I was pregnant, my whole belly was just right in front. And so I could kind of just put anything underneath it. I didn't grow too much like side to side. But I did, I would really encourage you if you're pregnant to just give up and not give up give in and buy maternity t-shirts because you're like oh i can just buy like a larger size and it won't be so frumpy no it will be a thousand times frumpier because then it'll make you it just like looks baggy which whereas like the maternity shirts are still fitted they just have room for your belly but in terms of workout wear maybe just size up in leggings and then you'll be excited because then you can wear them postpartum too yay (laughs) summer heat products for being sweaty cosmetics i have not been wearing any foundation or powder and i think that's the key so my favorite thing right now is the urban decay face primer i think it's like an anti-aging or something they have two face primers and they're all fabulous so the urban decay primer keeps your face from like being all sweaty and shiny and then i mix it with a clinique bronzer which is a liquid bronzer and i kind of use that as as my foundation right now because i can't even i can't i hashtag can't even with any products on my face yeah um sweat cosmetics sent us some um powder yeah and sample powder and i really do like that and it has spf too it has spf but i don't use it for like primary spf because it's not the coverage isn't really really thick but it is really good for just kind of covering the sh- like if you have like any sheen on your face and it's yeah. definitely light. So I really like that too. Um, so so Urban Decay Primer and I snap a lot of products all the time too. So you guys can follow us on Snapchat, yeah. GGW Podcast. And then pants and shorts that don't show butt sweat. Seriously guys, for athletics. For athletics, I'm not even ni- kidding. They're really nice and thick. They don't show butt sweat. Yes, but awesome. and then the shorts are amazing too because they're not like thick where you're too hot. Like I wore yeah. them the other day and I'm like, oh, I love these shorts. They're so comfortable. But I truly, 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 they pass the butt sweat test and they, yep. spe- they pass the squat test. You cannot see through them. I've been wearing these um, really like kind of almost like tissue tees from nike for for summer but then you know i'm just kind of like i'm kind of obsessed with the i am obsessed with the four athletics tank because it's so soft um (laughs) i just wear like whatever for a shirt nine times out of ten i'm just wearing like a gym something from the you know like a gym tank yeah i also am loving tan towels you guys know this i've been doing a lot of um the other day claire walked in and she's like you look so tan towel (laughs) 
Oh, and I have to tell my funny joke about the girl that said, uh, there's a girl at my gym and we were sitting there talking about diets or whatever. And she's like, what, what nutrition program do you do? And I was like, oh, I count macros. She's like, I really wish you were going to say I count macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All about the macaroni and cheese. I was like, I, I was really saying, those too. Cheeto mac and cheese They bites. know. They've got mac your and number. Cheetos. Yeah. All right, guys. I, all right. Think, I think that's it I for think us. we've done it. Thank you guys so much for all your questions. We will get, if we missed any, I promise we will go through and comb through them again and um, pick out some more questions for future episodes because we, we loved reading all your questions. I was just like, I texted Claire last night. I'm like, this. <laughs> Sorry, I was <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to signal that you that was I was hilarious. Gonna that was hilarious. <laughs> I was texting Claire last night about how excited I was about all the questions we were getting because they're yeah. just so good. We love this community. We cannot say it enough. So if you guys like the podcast, please send us some feedback. You can email us at girlsgonewad at gmail.com or at girlsgonewadpodcast.com. Twitter, Instagram, we're all at Girls Gone Wad, except for Snapchat. It's no, GG. Instagram's Girls Gone Wad Podcast. Girls Gone Wad Podcast. And then <laughs> Snapchat is GGW Podcast. But by now, you know, you can find us. We're, we're yeah. out there in the we're world. Claire. We're Claire. So out there. we're out there. So again, um, leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe. So um, iTunes has the weirdest algor- algorithm for we stats. We can't figure it out. We can't figure it out. It's a mystery. But Just we can say every week. that if you subscribe, that seems to have an effect on our stats. So please, please subscribe. Share with a friend if you like this. Tell people in your community. Um, we have some really fun episodes coming up in the next uh, few weeks, especially. So please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. That's it for this week. We love you guys so much. Go check and out 4Athletics, 4Athletics.com, at code GGW and Kalo, code GGW. All the codes, GGW. All the codes, GGW. Get your discount, support the podcast. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.